For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday. We've made it 29th of July. End of the month is upon us. Wow, we it's flowing by. Hope you're having a cracking morning. Coffee's hot and warm and you're going to rip into your day. Big day today. It's this Izzy and Kempe on the show. Morena, Kempe. Oh, morena, brother. Morena. Good to see your face again, Izzy. Mate, what a day yesterday. I was on a bit of a buzz when we left the studio. After having a good mate, Matthew Ridge, come in, um, take the time out of his day to just come and have a cordial to, to me, you, Louie, and the boys in the kitchen. Um, yeah, my, my phone was going red hot from from everybody that hadn't heard him for uh, heard from him for so long, just saying how refreshing it was to to get hear his dulcet tones back on the on the old wireless. You know, so nah, good day yesterday, man. I'm looking forward to today, Friday. Woke up this morning with a bit of a skip in my step, knowing that the weekend's coming. First thing I did is he, I turned on the, because uh, I didn't watch the entire game. I watched the lead up to the Manly game and then I fell asleep. And I, yeah, I got yeah. up there early this morning like I did. You didn't and, sleep, did you? Oh, mate, I, I was so <laughs> naked. I had two bloody 2.30 yesterday. I was up since. So yeah. um, watched it this morning and, yeah, man, what an effort from the Manly boys, you know. Mm. Basically, a second team went out there and, and kept the scores respectable, had a decent dig. Um, and, yeah, just a... a, 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 a <laughs> In the back of my mind, I was going, man, it'd be really good if Manly get the win. But, you know, with the, with the form that Joey Manu's in at the moment, you know, he scored a try, set, every time he touches a ball, you know, he's electric. Um, they just couldn't get the job done, Manly. But uh, interesting, interesting times. Lots, Still lots of news about the old rainbow um, jersey and, and, and what's going on right through Australia and New Zealand and from all sorts of different people, opinions and that. So yeah, I hope I hope we can put that one to bed this week because you know what it is. This week is actually um, women in league round, and mm. yeah, you know, it's a time to celebrate all the women that support rugby league uh, throughout your throughout your life. Your mothers, your obviously your wives, your girlfriends, your sisters, your daughters, 
Uh, I think it's a, yep. I think it's a wonderful initiative, and actually the inclusivity of it all and how Manly try to roll it out. I actually do hope that they they bring that that whole community focus again back around in 2023. It'd be interesting to see how they're going to do that. Yeah, it's it's going to be a huge uh, week for Manly. I was very impressed with the performance last night from those debutants that come in to, keep, to hold a quality Roosters side to uh, 20 to 10. You know, only just falling short. Um, they'll be really proud. But I think the the thing is this week is where do Manly go now? Where do they go with the current situation? Do the players just fall straight back in? Or do they show faith to... Look, they obviously didn't get the result, and I'd want their top-string team to be back out there performing and playing. They're just outside the, um, the eight. They're, they're 20 points, and Roosters are on 22 points. So that was a, a season-defining game, but there's still hope there towards the end. Do, they, do, the, do those players just come straight back in? Do they fall straight back in? This ain't going to go under. This ain't going to be swept under the under the rug for sure. Like A lot of fans, a lot of pundits out there will be hurt from this, and this is going to linger for a very long time. So how does Manly approach this? Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting question because you know uh, I thought, there's a couple of things for Desi like he'd be on a bonus for finals, you know. So mm. it's sort of affecting him in more ways than one, including his his back pocket. Um, but from the players' perspective, they're calling him the Manly Seven. Like it's not really a good tag to have, I don't think. Um, mm. And then you put yourself under the spotlight going into the final series and the back end of the a season. You know, you you. To be defined over one game for your season, I don't, I don't really like that. And if Manly miss the, miss the cut, this is probably going to be the reason why they miss the cut. So, mate, but I, I think he puts them straight back in. That's my personal opinion. I think you know you can't leave uh, Ulukaatu out on that on that edge, that right edge. He's he's devastating. Uh, both wingers are fast and and in good form. Uh, and mm. yeah, it'd be I think um, remiss to think that he'd. He go, yeah. You guys aren't coming back in again. I, you know, like you said, he respects their decision, and he'll yep. come back this week and and put them back in the side. So, you, you know, good on him. Just get, you know, again, it's another week. Next week will be another story. Um, the interesting, another one yesterday as he was Craig Bellamy. He's been pretty vocal, you know, like talking about his own players and not being up to form. But he came out. New Zealand uh, media got hold of him yesterday, and he said, you know, I've got something for you. You know, how to reward the the Warriors, they should give them four to six points to start the season next year. <laughs> now, you know, that'll go. That'll well, be great. I, yeah, when I, I was, it was actually my partner that told me that. And, and I said, well, the only reason he's saying that because he knows he can pick that four to six points up quite easily, you know, mm. given the given the current state of the Warriors side. Um, it's not a bad it's not a bad scenario to be in. They have taken points off clubs before because of salary cap um, issues. And um, the Warriors lost, I think, Back in two thousand and seven, four points, maybe got docked six points. So it does, you know, the Melbourne Storm know a lot because they got docked a whole season um, for their salary cap issue. So it's a really interesting take from from old Super Coach Craig Bellamy. Um, we all know that won't happen. Well, we all no. know that would never happen. But hey, great time for him to think about the Warriors. He's obviously over here in New Zealand. He wants a bit of support in the stands because. Few people out there are actually tipping the Warriors. I was out there yesterday, and they they actually believe the unbelievable's going to happen tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, tonight, tonight at oh, um, I hope Smart so. Mates. Yeah, Mate, I, so? I hope so. Well, yeah, we're going. They actually, um, the run home is broadcasting from the stadium today at Mount Smart. Uh, so they'll be tuning in. They'll be. So they'll see the. Again, it's just about sold out. 
Uh, reading the Mad Butcher's links yesterday, you know, anyone wants any tickets, they better get in quick because they're just about sold out again. So, got to have another packed stadium down there. Always a good game against Melbourne. They're, you know, if there's a bogey team for Melbourne, it's been the Warriors. We know that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's lining up as a beauty because of the state that Melbourne are in, having lost four on the trot. And, and the issues that the Warriors have had, which are, which are weekly. And, and Stacey, you know, for, for the love of Stace, I hope he does get the win, but it's going to be a really, really tough game for him to get that, that second win on, on, on board. Beautiful, beautiful, Kempio. We've got a big show today, mate. We've got lots to talk about. We'll keep talking the Warriors. We'll talk some Commonwealth games. We'll talk the All Blacks because, wow, some big day yesterday with Steve Henson's comments. We'll rip into some of that chat. But before then, after 7 o'clock, we're going to talk UFC. 277, Kai Cutter France versus Marino 2. Blood Diamond, Nunez Pena. Uh, put the Sunday roast on and support our Kiwi fighters. Scott Fontana, US reporter on all things UFC, will join the show just after 7 o'clock. So looking forward to ripping in some more conversations about the UFC. Kai Cutter France, get up. Man, he's in some nick. If you don't follow him on Instagram, go have a look. He is ripped to shreds. Following that, we're going to uh, time for our Waikato Stud Racing Preview with Andrew Scott, who trains alongside the wizard Lance O'Sullivan. A couple of big chances coming up in the feature races. We're going to get some mail. We're going to get some mail on the Sullivan Scott stable. So stay tuned for that at about 7.40ish. And then after 8 o'clock, Commonwealth Games, Birmingham is here. The much-anticipated opening ceremony will take place this morning in Sky Sports. An all-round good sort, Courtney Tidy is on the track and at the arena, and she will join the show. She's going to sneak away into a nice, wee, quiet cubicle and have a wee chat to us this morning. So we appreciate Courtney coming on the show, talking all things Commonwealth Games. It's here. It's here. Much anticipated. Our athletes are over there. They're ready to rip in. We've got a hell of a lot of chances to go over there and medal. So we're looking forward to talking to her about that. And then it's our Friday tipple. It is Friday, and it's a chance to cheers the week. Remember, double eight, double three. Kempi and Izzy would love to hear from you this morning. Or even better, give us a call. 0800 150 Kempi, Kempi, before we get into some sport, mate, it's a special day for you. Special, special day. Proud father moment. Yeah, yeah, mate, it is, actually. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. I told you not too long ago. I believe just forgot about all that. Um, yeah, mate. It is. <laughs> you know what I was thinking. You know what I was thinking about. I'll just tell a little story before. And you know what I was thinking about. I was thinking about what we were talking about yesterday at the cross country. And I never told you the best one, mate. The best one about the cross country yesterday. The best one was, mate. I was, I was in primary school. Me and my brother. We were really close. You know, he's a real hard case. My my brother. His nickname's Gonk. Um. No one calls him that these days because he give you a slap around the ears. You know he's a he's a hard fella, and anyway, we're really competitive. You know, and and we go to cross country at Fitzroy. We're going to Fitzroy School, primary school at this stage. And the old man used to come along and support us, and I wasn't running, and I was standing next to the old man. You know, and my brother was getting ready to to get going on the on the start line, and the old man's into him. Like, go, boy, you know, you get out there, you go, you go as hard as you can. You know, you got to win. you got to win like this. And I'm sitting there going, man, I've seen this dude run, you know. He's he's not very good, Dad, but I'm not saying anything. And uh, sure enough, the old man had worked him right up. So the old uh, whistle goes, and off he goes, mate. It was two football fields. You ran around two football fields, and then you headed down into a paddock. 
And he took off, mate. So by the time he got to the gate to go under the paddock, he's half a football field in front on his own. <laughs> on his own. And the old man's going, whoa. Like, you know, he's looking at me going, whoa, your brother's going really good, you know. Like that. And I'm going, this is going to be really interesting. So they go around. They've got to run around all this little um, area down, swampy area down the back of these paddocks. And we're watching, and then they all start coming back. There's about 50 kids, you know, and they come the first 10. No, my brother's not there. Second 10, brother's not there. Third 10, brother's not there. Anyway, two blokes walk through the gate. It's my brother and this massive dude, man, one of these big kids. And they're just walking, talking to each other. And my old man, by this stage, is really annoyed. And he looks at him and he goes, you better not come last. <laughs> so, so my brother looks at this dude and they wound each other up. This dude looks at my brother and they start having a sprint off, mate, to the line. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He sprinted off and beat this guy, mate, and got over the line as if he had won you know, a gold medal. And me and my old man, we were crying with laughter, going, oh, mate, only the gonk could do that. Get down down there half a field in front and and run run for second to last. (laughs) Oh, I can just pitch you. Uncle, your story times are so good. (laughs) But, but, mate, it is a special day today. I just had to tell you, I had to get that one out, mate, because every time I think about it, it just puts a smile on my face. Um, But, yeah, enough special day today. My son, he gets admitted to the bar. He's uh, done his uh, five years down at Otago University for law. He's done a a um a bit of work up here in Auckland and and done the you got you then you've got to do some more study to get admitted to the bar. Uh so it's a big day for the whanau. We'll we'll you know got some family coming up from Taranaki. Um we're all catching up at I think it's eleven thirty he gets admitted and then going to have some lunch. So looking forward to spending the day, special day with my boy. He's been looking forward to that and uh yeah, probably buy him an iron, I think, today, because he's got to come to my place to iron his shirt. How's that, eh? Dad, can I borrow your iron? It's like, mate, come buy an iron. It's like 50 bucks. Cut it out. <laughs> Go buy him an iron, Uncle. Go buy him an uncle on the way home. Stop it, and that can be his uh, little present for being admitted to the bar, mate. That's a special occasion, a special moment for you and the family and your son. So congratulations. Thanks, you must brother. Be extremely proud. Extremely proud. Was it? Was it always part of? You know, what, did he always want to be a lawyer? No, mate, he didn't. He like he was really good at English at school. You know, like, man, I I was terrible at school. One day we'll talk about that. But I went to school to play well, rugby. I went to school to play rugby. Yeah, <laughs> I went to school to hang out with my mates, play rugby, and man, I had this mate at school, and he had these. I'll ever tell you that story. He had these sandwiches, mate. He had these sandwiches. He come off the farm. And I used to sit there, we used to have like chicken paste on our sandwiches. And I look over at my mate and he had um he had like corned beef, you know, lamb steak sandwiches with all salads and I'm going, Whoa man, how do I get my hands on that? <laughs> you know, so he ended up ended up sharing a few lunches with that fella. Um but yeah, other than going to school and, and, and hanging out with my mates and playing rugby, I didn't really understand it. But my son was really good at English and Yeah. Um I spoke to, like, I didn't know about university and what you did, and I, I went to school and spoke to his English teacher because he was, he was top of class, and she said, well, generally you go from English, you go to a, a, a career like law. So I just spoke to my son about it. You know, we visited Otago. He loved the joint. Um, 
went down there with, with his mates. And What's that, What sort of law is he into? Is he uh, he's just come out of commercial. Property? Yeah, he's just come out of commercial law. Uh, good mate of mine, Mike Alexander, gave him a job, and, and my son worked for him for a while, and uh, he's just come out of that, and he's looking at getting back into to something else at the moment, just having a bit of a break, getting through this admission to the bar. And Mate, I, I don't really care what he gets into as long as he's mm. happy. You know, he's, I, I said to yeah. him, you know, having a law degree... Uh, especially for people that are looking for employees, um, uh, are, are, is a really good degree to have. So, now big day for him, mate. Big day. I'm, I'm really proud of him, and, and um, I'm pretty sure the, the whanau will enjoy the day today and, and celebrate that with him. Yeah, beautiful, Kempi. Proud father moment, mate. You celebrate throughout the day. I'll flick you a wee message after the show to congratulate. I'll get a wee update from you, no doubt, after a couple of cold ones. Well, it's been a huge, huge week. Double eight, double three. 0800-150-811. Those are the numbers to give us a call. But it's now time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Yeah, Izzy, why don't you give us a call on, uh, if you're listening, the Temper Bed um, text machine, double eight double three. And it got me thinking yesterday after reading Steve Hansen's comments about who is the biggest loser after reading his comments? You know, who is the biggest loser? Because... He talked a lot about you know losing your CEO and your co- head coach at the same time, um, losing that connection between the board and the and the All Black team. So today's question on the Temper Bed um, text machine double eight double three will give us a call 0800-150-811 Is who do you think after that com- comment from Steve Hanson in yesterday's uh, um, opinion piece is the biggest loser? Is it the fans for me? For instance, is it the fans? Are you, are you the biggest loser for being kept in the dark over uh, what's been going on within the All Blacks teams? Is it Steve Chu? You know, I read between the lines that he was pushed out. Is it Razor, maybe, for you? You know, because Razor, everyone wants Razor in at the the uh, the top job. Maybe it's Razor. Losing Razor is, is, a, uh, is something we'll never recover from. Or the last one, is it Mark Robinson, uh, who's gone over to Birmingham and hasn't fronted the press or anyone here. So why don't you text us in? Let us know what you think about the question today. Who's the biggest loser after that uh, that opinion piece written by Steve Hansen yesterday? Give us a text on the Timber Bed um, post eight double eight double three, or give us a call if you've got a chat and you want to chat about it, 0800 150 What about you, Izzy? What do you think? Beautiful, Kempi. We'll shoot off and we'll come back and get their reaction on on the on the text machine double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Who is the biggest loser? You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Good health viral X sixty capsules only twenty two ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse. Save fifteen percent. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, good morning. 26 past six here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. We had our can't wait question of the day before we went to our wee break. After Steve Hansen's comments, who is the biggest loser? Is it Mark Robinson? Is it Steve Hansen himself? Is he throwing himself under the bus for his comments uh, regarding the All Blacks and New Zealand NZR at the moment? Or is it... Chris Lindrum, high-performance uh, manager for the New Zealand Rugby Union. There's a lot of people that'll be sitting away in the background wondering what's going on. There was a leaked email, actually, uh, that I read online uh, regarding NZR's 
reaction mm. to Steve Hansen's comments, and they went quiet. They said, don't say anything. Well, someone said something because it got leaked, and it's not <laughs> a good look. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a horrible look. But anyway, double eight, double three. Let's have a wee listen to some of those comments from Steve Hansen. There's a lot of um, emotion and, I think, biased uh, when when people talk about trials, and I'm probably sitting in the in the seat best to be able to quantify whether he's a good coach or not, because I coached with him for 16 years at the highest level. He, he's a very good coach, and yeah, he he won't be happy with how things have gone uh, of late. But um, I don't think the issue is just uh, inside the team. I think there's bigger issues than that. And I've come on here and I've spoken about it firsthand, personally that that. Uh, Ian Foster is a very good coach. Tactically, technically, he can coach. He has a real understanding of the game, and uh, played played um, you know played a wee bit of golf yesterday. And I, I was you know I was playing with David Harvey. He's been coached by Fozzie back in 2018 when he made his debut. I've been coached by Fozzie, and like the signs are evident that they um, they're getting the direction. And he's going to lead them in, in good stead. But what was your take from those comments? They're pretty on the money there, Steve Hansen there, Kimpy. Oh, look, I think, I, mate, i got to take my hat off to him, to be brutally honest. You know, he's he sat there on the sidelines and just went, enough's enough. You know, like, here's, here's where the real issue is. It's the disconnect between the CEO, the board, and the all-black team. You know, and, and that's, if you break it right down, that's what he's saying. Um, you know, lost your CEO and your head coach at the same time. Uh, you got a, a new board put together. It's it's you know a new coach, head coach, a new CEO, and it just sort of hasn't gelled. And he's basically said to everyone, "Enough's enough." Like this is what the real problem is. It's not the All Black team. It's it's further upstairs. It's further than that. And I, you know, I was really interesting for him when he made the comment about the the um, the cash injection from the becoming a, a, like a IT business. You know what I mean? And, and all the conversation that went around there around consultation and, and bits and pieces and all the captains having a chat and not being listened to. It just got me thinking about what Frank Bunt said. You know, like, where, where um, is the, the opportunity for people with a voice to be heard and actually action to be taken on the back of it? So, I look, I'll take my, I'll tip my hat to him. I think, I think what he did yesterday, just it made, it made me step up and say, well, who better to make that comment? Than Steve Hansen, mm. you know he's not—he's not a random, is he? No, no, he's not a random. He knows what he's talking about. And, and let's just quickly hear his comment regarding self-review, and then we'll head off to uh, to the news. But we'll get this before we head off. There's been a lot of reviews done recently, you know, Glenn Moore and and uh, and Ian Foster on their coaching abilities, and you know, when was New Zealand Rugby did a, a self-review of itself? Like our high-performance uh, department at the moment has to be squirming about our record at under-20 level. We haven't won a tournament. Well, they started off the under-20s in 2008. We won the first four. Then we won one in 15 and one in 17. We, and since uh, then, we, we've finished seventh and fourth. Uh, and England and France have dominated the tournaments. You know, so are we, are we getting that side of our business right? Yeah. I don't think so. Now, their job as an organisation is, yes, run it with strength and, and leadership, but do it in a way that uh, you're looking after the people that work for you. Otherwise, you'll end up with a high turnover of staff, which I think they've, they're having at the moment. So, you know, the relationship between the board and the exec uh, with the players at the moment is probably the worst it's ever been.
There you go. Steve Hansen, pretty damning uh, comments regarding high performance New Zealand. Pretty on the money. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back and react to those comments shortly. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thank you, Aroha, for the news. Boys, really interesting stuff there from Shag. I was sort of just sitting back here, sort of just scratching my head a little bit of, of wondering as we go through these last few weeks of uh, the All Black State of the Nation. Uh, just quick shout-out to Tova and Today FM for those uh, clips there from Shag. But, boys, what I thought we'd do is just start off the, uh, the quick little half hour with this. It's Izzy and Kempe's Birmingham 2022 medal tally. Thanks to Noel Leeming, your tech team, this Commonwealth Games. Yes, that is right. Thank you uh, to Noel Leeming as well for this. I'll just find it here. Boys, the Commonwealth Games. Obviously, we've got Courtney Tidy uh, coming up at 8 o'clock. Uh, she'll be down there during the opening ceremony, and I'm really interested to see from her, obviously, Silver Fern number 151. Really interesting to see what she thinks after my comments yesterday. Uh, they haunted me, and uh, I didn't I didn't quite get to live it down. I got home, and uh, my mother clipped me around the ears, so I won't go Good with that one. You. Give your tech the winning edge this Commonwealth Games with the experts at Noel Leeming. Boys, it all kicks off, all right? We're going to kick it off with bowls. Obviously, if you listen to Quizzy Dag yesterday, we've got a few good chances here in the bowls. Obviously, uh, Sue, who was our oldest athlete at the Commonwealth Games, she'll go good gun. So I'm looking forward to tuning into that. Uh, gymnastics at 8pm. It's artistic tonight. Uh, my good mate, Sam Dick, if you uh, listened to Quizzy Dag last week, actually featured in, in uh, Quizzy Dag. So I'll be cheering him on, a Whanuapai local boy. Hockey at 8pm, Black Sticks v Kenya in uh, the women's pool B. And then, boys, we move on to Rugby Sevens, Cycling Track, the Swimming Heats, uh, which we have a lot of good shots in, as, as he's talked about this week. Boxing, more bowls, and obviously the Silver Fern. So, boys, it is all kicking off today. Uh, Noel Leeming, uh, medal tally. So far, we're at zero, but I'll give you a little Donut. teaser. Donut. I'll give you a little <laughs> teaser as we head closer to 7.30 with the Choices Forum poll. I'm going to be asking you... What is your medal prediction? So just a little teaser into the uh, Choices Flooring Poll a bit later on. So have a think about that. Uh, just quickly, boys, what event out of tonight are you looking forward to? Oh, well, Ooh. not too much to choose from here. I, look, I, I think um, having, having a look at the bowls is quite interesting, really, because it's become mm. a young man's game, eh? You know, like a young... Uh, uh, it used to be just retirees would go up there and throw the bowls around up at the... The, the green, but now you look at. Like, I've got my my cousin down in Taranaki. He's a Taranaki champ, uh, and he ain't young. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think I think the bowls, mate, is a good start to the day. Um, rugby sevens as well. Got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Is, oh, mate, is he swimming? Oh, I touched on it yesterday with the swimming. I'm looking forward to watching the pool action. Um, I'm keen to see Paul Cole, Joel King, and our squash champions. Hopefully. Go straight to gold, um, to gold medals, um, but yeah, there's lots to happen, mate. I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to watching some 
Commonwealth Games. Nah, loving it, boys. And obviously, we get up at uh, silly o'clock every morning. I'll tell you what, there's going to be some. Uh, there's going to be some late nights during this Commonwealth Games. Few things have caught my eyes. Hey, boys, moving track on from. Uh, let me try and do it from swimming racing to uh, love racing. Loveracing.nz, your home for everything uh, thoroughbred racing. Today, we've got a little uh, little meet at Rickardson Park. Uh, I've, I've just checked out the fields what do you got, today. Kids? Mate, I oh, won't come in and do a little. I won't come in and little do a little. Uh, Joey's <laughs> dirt. I know he's Joey's sick at home, but he's still scared as well from tipping out hot pinks. King Kiss. a few weeks ago, but uh, I'll give you. I wouldn't go that far, mate. I'll, Oi, I'll show you my account. Show you my receipts. Tip this one. All right, let me just have a look. I did have my eye on something, but just remember, everyone, I am not a uh, a racing man whatsoever. So <laughs> oh, please do not follow brah. me in with your fifty dollar uh, bonus bets, boys. I'm going to keep it a little bit current. And I'm going to go, I'm having a look at tomorrow, at races at Tarapa, I'm going to go race six, Win Express. That is an O'Sullivan and Scott trained horse. And obviously, why I've done this is, Izzy, I'm wanting you to ask him, what's uh, Andrew mm. Scott coming up uh, after seven o'clock? What's his best chance today? Because I've had a look, uh, and Win Express for me is the one. Ooh, Just you're uh, backing, yeah, ag- more, you're ba- more disclaimers. You're backing against El Sheik Chirac, mate. And I Sophomaze. was. I was. Sophomaze, Lisa, all press on the back. And uh, even Pacific Dragon, uh, obviously, uh, trained by Tony Pike. And, and we've got Nabber on the back, who's obviously in form. I've learnt that from uh, Mr. Louis Herman Watt, who is much missed, as you can tell, with uh, the Love Racing <laughs> update. Uh, but, yeah, boys, that's our little Love Racing update for today. Izzy, ah. has, has there been anything that you've seen, Izzy? Because I know you'll, uh, uh, you'll have more knowledge nah, than me on this field. Nah, nah, nah. I'm having a weekend off, uh, fellas. I'm having a weekend off. I've, I've sponsored my sister's netball team. So she'll, she'll be listening right now. I've sponsored my sister's netball team. They're going to Rotorua for a wee tournament. So I've, I've donated I've donated my uh, my weekly punting pot to the Pirates netball team in the Hawks Bay to hopefully help them or, you know, go a long way for these, um, these girls to go and play netball in Rotorua. So I'm gonna stay away from the from the pump, but I like that race. Soph Maze, Soph Maze. Oh look, I can't steer away from the Chiroc. So mm. if I was gonna have one, it'll be that one. Because every time um Chiroc's got a horse in there, I'm keen to lead him. But hey, Andrew Scott's coming up late, late, later on today and he might talk us into a few Kempi. But no new you, you're strong. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Stay loyal. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to. Anything else, kids? Well, just I was just going to say, out of uh, all those two day meets, you uh, chose one horse to go against me. So I was just, uh, yeah, that, that just sets a good theme <laughs> for the day, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> that's me, boys. So up next, it's uh, it's time, and and Kempi, I'm hoping we've had a little uh, upgrades on the clues after yesterday. I was furious. <laughs> Have you and, checked uh, them? Have you checked those clues? Oh, no, I haven't checked Mate, his clues, I but I have clues. checked the uh, TAB bonus bet sheet. And, Ed, I did, in fact, put that through, Eddie. So before you come on and throw me under the bus again, I did, in fact, put that through yesterday. But just remember, yeah, it's Quizzy Dag. Take on the Is Master, and you could win. Izzy, should we give it away today? Yeah, of course. $50 bonus Friday. bet, as well as going into the draw for the Epic Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. How good is that going to be? Thanks to Willamette Travel. Quizzy Dag up next. Give us a call 0800 150 811.
You hear me asking all these questions on your radio. Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 811. You're mine. It's Quizzy Deck. Give it a go. It's Quizzy Deck. Now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Deck. Who knows the most? It's Quizzy Deck. We're going to the go go. Yeah, who's going? Kempi's gone. I'm going. I'm going. Brett's probably going to go. He's in it. He's struggling in ISO. Get to you shortly, pretty boy. Hope you're doing all right. Anyway, we'll rub straight into it. Question number one for Damon Palmy. Morena. Morena, lads. Morena. Yes. Hey, how's the beautiful P North, I must say, before we get into it? Uh, pretty wet and uh, untidy. <laughs> oh, so, so <laughs> we should have moved there then. Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be better in this place, mate. I'm over the rain, but I can see the stars. I can see the stars. So, I might have a fine day down here in Christchurch. Anyway, rip into it. Good luck, mate. Uh, how many Thank points you. did the Roosters beat Manly by last night? Uh, ten. Ten points is correct. Question number two. Which country does Hayden Wild's biggest rival, Alex Yee, represent? Oh, Jesus. Um, could I have a clue, please? Big clock. England. <laughs> Should have said big. You should have said. Should have said big Ben's pies. <laughs> it's a tough clue, eh? Kip, Kip, Kiz, get in there. Get in there, Kiz. I just came down his ear and said, "Oh goodness." That was, okay, that was a number, hard clue. Big clock. Is that a hard clue? And donut means four, does it, Kimby? Oh, oh, my goodness. Let's move on. Finn! <laughs> move on, move on. Anyway, good luck, good luck, good luck, David. Question number three. The Black Caps are currently touring Scotland. Who do they play next? Uh, Netherlands. He's on a heater. Kiz! So now you're going to have a go at me for the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just make up your mind on which one you drum here? That was, that was my question, guys. Don't, don't oh. let kids take all the blame. Robbie! Oh, I'll sort you out later. Here we go. Come on, uh, Damon. Question number four. <laughs> Who joined Tom Walsh as New Zealand's Commonwealth Games flag bearer? Joel King. <laughs> Joel King. Oh, Joel King. Apologies to all our other callers. <laughs> I think Damon's going to sweep this easy quiz. Here we go. Question number five. <laughs> Which year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? That's that one. Ooh, Count them down, Kempe. 
five, nineteen, four, seventy, three, two. two. Oh, tough one, Damon. Apologies, mate. You did extremely well. well. Boys. Have Thank a great, you. have a good weekend, buddy. We're gonna go to Kerry. Morning, Kerry. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. Good luck. What year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? Oh, can I get a get a clue for that? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Five, uh, four, three, 74. two. Oh, incorrect. You like Sorry, that, <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Gotta go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, brothers. How are we? Morena. Good, mate. You, have you timed this to perfection? Let's wait and see. Which year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? Was it 1974? Oh, that's, that's 74 <laughs> is incorrect. Sorry, Jade. Have a good day. Brett from Huntley. He's tied up in isolation. How are you feeling, pretty boy? Very rubbish, cuz. Oh, mate, I can hear it. Did you finally get you? Yeah, yeah. And and then I thought I'll just have the TV for a week, and then my oh, mum said, oh, no, it's been three months since me and the kids have had it, so we're going to stay home with you. Come on, man. <laughs> 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 so you thought you were going to have some alone time? Ah, nah. No, not today, pretty boy. Sorry, boy. It's a week of comp games, kid. It's yeah. a week of pain. <laughs> oh, man, we'll have to get you on every day because you'll be up all night, no doubt, watching that, mate. Hey, wish number five to win that 50. Which year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? 1950. <laughs> Nineteen-fifty, Auckland, the six Commonwealth Games. Well done, Brady, mate. You've timed that to fish in the honesty call here. Did you Google it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your honesty. I love your honesty. And, you know, for being honest, you're going to go in the draw to head to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Chapel again. Oh, well done, Brady. <laughs> well done hey I hope you recover well mate and, and spend some quality time with the family our kids and wife will uh, will look after you no doubt mate have a good weekend Brett they, they have me after one day <laughs> <laughs> they love you Brady they love you like us on this show mate we appreciate your support have a good day brother there he is Brady coming through again Again, he's coming through and getting the job done. So, well done to Brett. That was Quizzy Dag, courtesy of Willamette Travel, giving you a chance to win an experience at the Gold Coast 500, including flights and accommodation. Shot, Willamette Travel. We'll be back shortly. Z. Yeah, it's coming up to 7 o'clock where I'll get my McCafe coffee. Oh, appreciate it. Every morning about 7 a.m. I get my little booster to get me through the next two hours. All right, a few messages coming through on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Double eight, double three. Love to hear from you. Good message here about a future champion. Spread the word. Future Olympian. Bell Block, 10-year-old. Leon Dumbbell. Got an outstanding third in the world uh, in France at the BMX World Champs. Outstanding. Chair Mac 
That is from Cam Waters. We love stories like that. Keep those messages coming through. Want to celebrate our young champions that are doing some crazy things around the world. Appreciate that message, Cam. Uh, another one here for regarding our chat earlier on. Morning, boys. Is he seriously a foster king coach? Why is his record so bad? He coached Waikato for a number of years, no success leaves, and they win the next year, and they just look at his AB record. Why is everyone sticking up for him? He may be a good bloke, but good blokes don't always make good coaches, Mark. Why is everyone sticking up with him? Well, they've got first-hand experience of his coaching. Look, I understand his handling of the current situation might not have been top-notch, and I think he let his assistants carry on for a lot longer than they should have, and he should have stepped in and made the decision to make what's unfolded at the moment uh, quicker. That has been his only downfall, but from personal experiences, his coaching... He's fantastic. He's a quality coach, and you will see a difference in the back line and the All Blacks attack going forward in the next couple of weeks. Trust me, Mark. Have some faith. Coming up, we're going to talk some UFC 277. Scott Fontana out of the US. Kai Cutter France taking on Brandon Moreno. Two. Quality. Can't wait for that fight. It's going to be an absolute doozy. Craving a McCafe about now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. 14. Support strong, healthy bones with Swiss Vitamin D 400 capsules, only $19.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Friday. It's Friday. We're here. We're at the end of the week. We love a fun Friday. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, 29th of July, just after 7 o'clock. Appreciate you coming through. Brett from Huntley, he's in isolation. We hope you're doing all right, brother. We hope you're doing all right, brother. And I got a message yesterday from our good friend of the show, Mark from Tauranga. He wants to give a shout-out to Darfield. They are in the final of the Ellesmere Club rugby competition. Playing for the Coleman Shield, Darfield has been a club for over 118 years and have never won the Coleman Shield. They've had plenty of chances, but have always missed out. So give a shout-out to Darfield Rugby Club. They're uh, hopefully chasing their first Coleman Shield this weekend. So there you go, Marky. little shout-out for your brother and then all his whānau down here. Some great club rugby happening around New Zealand, and we love celebrating the grassroots of our game. We'll get some conversations and some reaction to that next week, for sure, no doubt. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk some UFC. We're going to talk some Waikato stud racing. We had a big weekend of races coming up at Tarapa. 
Soph Mays, I've backed it against Andrew Scott's horses that are racing and Kez's tip, so apologies for that, Kez. But um, no, huge year. And then after eight, we're going to talk to Courtney Tyree. She is out of the UK. She's at Birmingham for the Commonwealth Games and have a reaction to that. Before we get to the UFC, Kempe, there's a question here on from Craig. Kempe, what is it with every league game? Wingers, they score untouched. Overlap. Warriors, one of the, one of the worst. <laughs> Do defensemen tell wingers not to trust the centre inside? Wingers always cut inside, leaving winger and mark. Great show, Craig, from Tauranga. Mate, it's a question I ask all the time, mate. There was one occasion last night of the Manly game when the Roosters, I think they scored their second try on the, on the left edge. And the winger, he, he might have been debuting, but the centre had the second to the last player, but he just held off and then he pushed onto him. The winger didn't trust him, came in and just a simple... Two on one overlap. But as the winger just trusted that their centre's going to get, what is it, mate? What is it about this, this defensive <laughs> I mean, mindset from wingers in league? I remember I remember front row, Anthony Butterfield, I played with at Newcastle as a champ. He goes, why do we have wingers in a rugby league team? Like, why do we need them? Because you know, this has been going on for decades, mate. And no, you don't tell them to, to, to jam in. You do tell them to trust the inside player, but you can't always get them to believe that that's the case. And there's a reason why they're out on the wing. It's because they panic all the time. So, you know, you really need to work hard on them. <laughs> that's a real good question about the Warriors because we get caught out like that all the time where wingers mm. are jumping in and, and, and putting the panic into everything around them, including the centre who's, who's got them. I saw uh, a, it was a prime example of that last night in the Manly game where uh, Dylan, this, who was playing centre, had the, the centre covered and he and he slid, mm. slid off and he had him five metres out from the trailer. But the winger panicked, mate, and jumped in. It was just a catch and pass. And the winger mm. went in, uh, Tupo went in untouched. So Dylan Walker, he, look, if you've got a really good combination going out wide, you just it's about spacing and trusting that guy on the inside. But, you know, it's easy enough to say, it's easy enough to practice, but when you get players coming at you, sometimes you just can't take the panic out of the wingers. Mm. It's there. Is there a place for it? There's obviously a place for that winger to really shoot in and try and shut the ball down. So there's, as, as, have they been told to do that? Because I see it quite a lot, and sometimes they do make the good decision, and they get off the line really quick, and they shut it down early. But is, it like, is that just them making individual ch- um, decisions out there? Yeah, look, there is a place for it. If your timing has to be spot on, you have to be right in front of the player when you do shoot in. Um, but mm. these these day these days, it's really hard to pull that uh, shot off because of how good the fullbacks are with their catch and pass, and they play on a on a sweep against the lead runner really um, a little bit more with more depth and gives them a little bit more time. So, mate, if you come in like the coach says, look, if you come in, you make you got to hundred percent make that tackle. You've got to get there before that ball arrives. <laughs> yeah. You know, otherwise you're just going to get caught out, and and it's such a high, um, it's such a this. You either you either score a try or you stop the yeah. play. So it's such it, it's got it's got high consequences, you know. So, mate, I'd much rather that they held. On, you know, yeah, shoot, risk versus reward, eh? Yeah, risk against reward. That's mm. exactly right. So they're good question. Do you reckon there, that? Right? Do you reckon the coaches will be coming in like Reggie said and just throwing them, hitting them on the nose, or just beating around the bush? With the <laughs> mate, they do. Wingers do it, <laughs> mate. They do. They do come in like you can. You know, especially short sides. Like you get, you can imagine like how I told you about the defensive lines. You've got blokes 
uh, in the defensive lines out of position. You can imagine when a winger gets caught with a front row next to me, how, how much he panics. So, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a hard one for coaches. Yeah, I've been in those situations. Well, we'll put the league to, to the side, Ken. People are going to talk some UFC. It's time for you to introduce our next guest, mate. Yeah, it's time. Do you like that, is, hey? <laughs> UFC <laughs> 277 is only two days away, and we are fired up to witness. Kai, don't blink. That's right, don't blink. Or as I cut off, France going to hit you in the nose. And he takes on Brandon Marino in the co-main event. Well in shot at the flyweight title for our man Kai. So we've got Scott Fontana, who's a gun UFC reporter over in the US, on the line with us now for New York Sports Post. Good morning, Scott. Hey, gents. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, man. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Izzy and Kepi for breakfast. Have you been impressed with Kai's preparation? Yeah, absolutely. He, I mean... He's been honestly like leading up to this fight. We've really started to see his power come out, and, and not just not just that we haven't seen it before, but the fact that he's really getting those finishes that he's been chasing. So it's been impressive to watch him take that next step from contender to you know challenger. Yeah, mate. Three years down the line, he last fought Brandon Marino in 2019. Obviously, didn't get the result. The decision not going his way. This time out, five rounds. Can he last if it does go the full five? I think so. I don't see any reason why he can't. You know, flyweights are durable in general at this level. Mm. Uh, he's durable in general. Uh, and, and I think, honestly, in that fight, I mean, you saw the first round. Kai looked really good. Uh, he was landing with his power. He's really connecting in the way he wanted to. It was kind of in the second round when he got, you know, that bloodied nose and it started to – you started to see him slow down. He was kind of getting those body punches that Joe Rogan was really uh, in love with during that fight. Uh, and he, he slowed down a little bit, but there's three years down in between there. And I think, you know, a lot changes once you go from one point to another, especially when there's that time between. Yeah. What, what's your expectation, Scott? You know, Brandon had the upper hand in that first battle. Were you expecting, like, Brandon to, to, to draw it out or Kai to come out in that first round and try and knock him out? We got you there, Scott. Just seemed to drop. That's okay. Can you hear me? Oh, you're serious. Yeah, Scott, sorry about that, mate. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, um, what's your expectations of that, 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 uh, the fight with Kai and Brandon? Do you think because Brandon had the, uh, the upper hand in the first one that he's going to try and draw that out? Or do you think our mate Kai is going to come out there and try and get the knockout in the first round? You know, I could I could honestly see him kind of, I mean, obviously he's going to probably try to get that knockout whenever he can, but I, I imagine. Pacing himself is only going to be to some degree. Uh, it's tough, though, because he's never been in a five-round fight. But when I spoke to him earlier this week, you know, he mentioned that, of course, Eugene Behrman and, his, and City Kickboxing, they have a lot of experience with five-round fights, and they prepared him pretty well in his estimation. Brandon's got a wrestling background. Um, obviously, the takedown's going to be huge. Uh, takedown defense for Kai Carter France is at 86%. Do you think he'll still try and take him to the ground and get him on the ground and wrestle him, tire him out? You know, it's a good question. I mean, he certainly got that in his back pocket, but, I mean, that, that first fight was pretty much all striking, and, you know, Moreno's got a lot of confidence in his ability to, to land. He's very fast. His hands are very fast. I think he probably has the speed edge over Kai. Uh, I think the, the power edge goes to Kai. Uh, and, you know, he can he can certainly get that in his back pocket, but... It's, a, it's dependent on him being able to set it up with the strikes. If he just goes in naked, which I don't think he would, it would make it a lot harder. But, yeah, that, that is a dimension of his game that, that certainly keeps Kai on his toes, I would think. 
Hey, Scott, you know, there's obviously lots of talk about Nunez losing to um, Pierna in, the, in that, that bout where she took the title off her. And, you know, we've been watching it on telly over here, the UFC um, reality program. Do you think Nunez comes back in this uh, second fight? And do you think she's, like, looking forward to getting those belts back? What's your thoughts? Well, that's a tough challenge, right? Um, she she had been on top for so long and hadn't tasted defeat in a very long time. So really, how does she respond kind of mentally coming back from a loss? Is she hungry? Or is she not? You know, it, it's tough to say. I, I You could only read the tea leaves so much and let the, let the fighters kind of duke it out. But I would think this will be a, a different kind of fight. I think Amanda Nunes will probably come to at least, if, if she didn't respect Juliana Pena on the feet before, she certainly will now. I think it's going to be a tough challenge for Pena to defend here, but I do think it's going to be a pretty good fight either way. I, I think it'll be a fascinating fight. It won't be won't be too boring or anything like that. I think we've sometimes seen in the past where Amanda Nunes was outclassing opponents, and I think she has her, uh, Pena's respect here and vice versa. So I think it's actually going to be quite, quite a fascinating fight, probably similar to the first one in terms of entertainment value. Well, the, you've got me going now. You said boring. And there's been a lot of statements around, is he Arasanya's fighting and, and being not as a fight that maybe pundits want to see? What, what is your take on, on the way that Izzy has uh, made the lightweight uh, class his own? He's just really just, um, you know, that's his, that's his division. He's, he's the, the leader. He's, he's leading the division, and he's got all the respect around it. But what's your take on the latest Izzy Arasanya and the Perez fight that potentially will be coming up shortly? So, yeah, I mean, honestly, at middleweight, he he really has outclassed that whole division. Um, and, and I don't think it's his fault necessarily that the fight didn't go the way people had kind of hoped the last time out when he fought Jared Cannonier. I mean, it, it does take two to tango to a certain degree. And honestly, I was pretty riveted in the first couple rounds of that fight, maybe two, three rounds. I thought Adesanya looked very uh, – he looked terrific. He was he was more aggressive, I think, than, than we'd normally seen. Later on in the fight, maybe it started to slow down a little bit, and and I don't, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the fault of Zira Adesanya, but it was, yeah. it, it was clear to him, it was clear who was the better fighter by that point. Um, but you know, the the uh, Alex Pajera fight that would be coming up, that's fascinating. I think that one's most definitely going to be much more interesting. We've had, you know, a couple, you know, uh, matchups with Adesanya where they haven't been as, uh, let's say wars like the fans want and then he comes back and he puts on an amazing performance as he did against paulo costa and i think this could be reminiscent of that although i don't know which way it goes it's gonna be fascinating yeah look it's it's an interesting one like he's getting the job done and, and you reality is you've got to look after your health and your body you don't want to go out there and get keep getting smacked in the head so it's smart from israel adosanya in the middleweight division i feel for sure mate we're gonna let you go scott fontana we appreciate you coming on and uh and giving us an insight to this week, UFC 277. Does Kai get it done? Give us, Kiwis, some hope, mate. Oh, it's going to be really close, guys. I, I lean Moreno, <laughs> but my goodness, I, I hate making picks. I don't really know. It's going to be really close. <laughs> don't you, oh, get off. Get off, Scott. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> we appreciate you, mate. Thanks so much. Scott Fontana of the US James. for New York Sports Post. Absolute champion. Appreciate it. He's picking Marino. Look, it's going to be a cracking fight. Uh, 2019, obviously Marino, and then he lost to Brandon Royval, uh, his last loss. So, But he's been on a bit of a winning streak, mate. Kai is looking in, Nick. Honestly, go look at his Instagram um, page, and you'll get a real insight to what the training he has been doing. Mate, those fighters, mm. it's crazy. You know that Scotty Pimblett? 
Yeah. Yeah, the, the Irishman. Yeah. You see how much he blows out, bro? You've seen him blow out. hundred percent, mate. And, and like, then he comes back and he's ripped. Oh. oh. And they, mate, did you see him in the in the uh, the post match the post match interview? They all do, you know, like they have their fight and then they go down and they all sit the sit back down and, and talk about the fight. And he's got these hamburgers and he's just chomping through them. You know, oh, he's just like, I'm, I'm off. You know, I'm going again. I'll, I'll balloon back out another thirty kilos before he brings it back down. But oh, look, the the I think Kai gets him. I do. I think yeah. Kai's sort of growing. Every time we see him fight, he's getting better and better. Uh, I think Kai Kai gets him in this one. But the real fight that I'm looking forward to is whether Amanda Nunes comes back. But she never prepared for that last fight against Pena. Mm. You know, she went out there. She just thought she was going to um, get the job done with the lack of preparation, and she got found out big time. So, be um, you know, when you give someone the title and they don't want to give it back, it's going to be a good fight. That one, mm. Nunes Pena, as a as, a, as the co-main event. So. I'm looking forward to that. I'd, mate, I've loved watching Nunes come through as he, she's been. Mate, some of the fights. Cyborg, you see that one? Nunes Cyborg? Unbelievable, ah. mate. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Toe-to-toe. Toe-to-toe. They're picking Cyborg to knock Nunes out. Nunes knocks her out. It's just absolute. Like, you're just going, wow, man. This, these girls can fight. So, now nah, another big weekend for the Kiwis. We didn't talk too much about Blood Diamond there. I reckon Blood Diamond goes out and gets it done. I reckon his name, yeah. we're going to hear more of him. He, his downfall in that last fight was his takedown. He got taken to the ground and hasn't really had too much experience on the ground. So I think his camp with Eugene would have been all about the ground and pound, the takedown defense. Because um, we know what he can do. He's a kickboxer. If you stand and try and strike him, he'll bloody devastate you. So uh, very good smart tactics from the opposition when they're fighting Blood Diamond. It's going to be a great weekend. Great weekend. Kai Cutter France, his last fight against Askar Askarov was a clinic. Was a bloody clinic, so hopefully he can get up, get the job done, and, and make us Kiwis very, very proud. I'm going to put the roast on and uh, sit there. I've got a massage at 12.30 on Sunday, and I'll just yeah, roast straight into... No, no, Sunday. Ah, oh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. the fight. Fight day. Fight day. I'll put the roast on, but I've got a massage at 12.30, and I'll lead, lead into a nice wee Sunday afternoon. By Is the it fire. the Izzy Dag ribs, mate? <laughs> Have you had some of those, Frankel? <laughs> no, but I've been told about them. Waiting for the invite. Oh, well, there you go, Kempi. I've got about eight boxes in my freezer, mate. I'll bring some up for you next time, mate. Eh? Remind Ooh, me. Remind me, man. brother. Remind me. Anyway, that was uh, Scott Fontana talking UFC. We're going to go away and we're going to come back shortly with Kempi's Off the Back Fence. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs> Yeah, well, I thought it was only rugby league CEOs and boards that didn't listen to the voice of experience. However, Steve Hansen's off-the-back fence comments about the disconnect between the NZR board and the All Blacks was born out of frustration, having seen how an efficient organisation has been run previously. Man, he didn't hold back. It must be frustrating having been in a smooth-running successful organisation when he was a coach only to see the current administration and board lose quality people and struggle to come to terms with the current issues. I admire his transparency and keeping it real. It's not personal, and it's for the good of the game. Take a bow, Shag, the voice of reason.
Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, eliminate moss and mould and lichen fast with the new powerful spray and go products. Lifestylefocus.co.nz. Keeping it real, Izzy. What do you reckon? Shag. Mate, yeah, look, honestly, there's a huge disconnect. There is a huge disconnect, mate. Well done, off the back fence, regarding uh, Steve Hansen's comments. Uh, mate, there is a huge disconnect between board, uh, administrators, players, the communities. You know, we heard from Frank Bunce, the, the soul's been ripped out of the community. Um, and I, I get a feeling, I get a feeling like a lot of this has stemmed from the last three years we've been dealing with the Silver Lakes deal. And the Silver Lakes deal has been at the forefront of everyone's minds, particularly with New Zealand rugby. And the uh, Silver Lakes deal, the dealing, has taken everyone's attention away from the beast. The beast that drives us, that is the game. The way that we're able to get these Silver Lakes deals, the way that we're able to get this following, this, this such mana from around the world, the respect is from the game. But all of our focus has mainly been on the Silver Lakes deal, all in this thing in the background, which is a huge decision, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a mon- monumentous decision that needed to be made. But I feel like all that has taken away their attention from running this beast, which is New Zealand Rugby. So the board has been had their attention elsewhere and not focusing on the key factors, which is the players, the administrators, the directors from the community, the things that link us as a country. Mm. And it's a huge, huge um, a problem at the moment. And whether we're going to get a review out of this, it's crazy we haven't heard much. And the leaked email, I, I, I tell you, go read it. It's um, pretty crazy that they're just going to go underground and they're not really going to comment on uh, Steve Hansen's you know, uh, comments that he, that he spoke to Tova about. But, mate, it's, um, it's concerning times. Yeah. It's a PR disaster, the leaked email. Like, you know, when you're, mm. you're talking about transparency. I don't understand how it gets leaked. <laughs> mate, because, because they're, not all on the same, they're not all on the same bus, mate. You've got people on different mm. buses. That's, what, that's what's going on. And, you know, I remember you talking about, it, talking about Shag and how he really looked after the players, you know what I mean? Like when you were going through form and he'd get you together and he always backing you and making sure you looked after. That was a really... Um, poignant comment he made, like looking after people that work for you. That's what he said. Mm. He said, "Yeah, you, know, you need to look after the people that work for you. Otherwise, you just keep losing them, and we're going to lose more." And that—that's, I think, the frustration that comes from him is that he's actually seen how it works when it's working well, and then this this time here, when the wheels have fallen off, and you're right around the Silver Lake deal, has been more focused on that than the actual iconic um, brand, which is the the All Black jersey and the players that are, that are are wearing it is really frustrating um, someone like uh, Steve Hansen. So, yeah, man, it's, it's got to be really interesting. That that leaked email stuff from yesterday, mm. I don't. I reckon the, the weekend's um, papers are going to be talking a lot more around that culture. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. The, the culture, the backroom. You know, you, you, we had Matthew Ridge on yesterday, and I, I tell you now, if you didn't listen to Ridgie, Throughout the half an hour we had him in the studio yesterday morning, you go over listen on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, the podcast, you won't be disappointed. There might be a few missing sentences from it because we know Richie, he works his heart on his sleeve and anything goes and it was quite funny just to sit back. I wish I was in the studio to be able to sit next to Richie and uh, have a wee chat, but honestly, go over listen on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the podcast. It is up and you won't be disappointed. I was like, you Kempi, I had plenty coming through the, the DMs and the text messages just saying, 
Wow. I'd love to be on the fly on the wall during those ad breaks. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when, when Louis was, less, you know, there's, he was just gobsmacked with what, because um, we obviously get a lot more uh, cu- colourful comments from Ridgie when the mics are turned off. But he just, <laughs> just like, when you talk to him, he's so refreshing because he doesn't mm. pull any punches, you know. It's like coming straight from where he's actually thinking. The part that I got from yesterday, and, and, and this is tied into what Steve Hansen is thinking, is like, you know, how are you meant to how are you meant to do things if you're not leading it properly, if you don't actually know mm. what your roles are? At the moment, like the leak email, look, I don't even know who that person is. You know mm. what I mean? Like, you, the, everything's coming from different people. So you've got the media manager sends out something, then you've got this person sends out another communication who isn't actually the communication manager that called off the... The um, the media conference after the last Irish test, and then you've got no comment from the CEO. All of a sudden, you've got this this pot of of stew going on, and it's starting to taste pretty average, you know. So, I think I, mean, I think I think there's a lot more to go under the bridge here. Like this, mm. they, they need to sort it out. And Steve Hansen coming out yesterday, pure frustration, going, "Come on, we're better than this," you know. And I, and I like him for doing that. Yeah, for sure. We're going to shoot off really shortly. I'll just quickly read this message from Gary, and he's pretty on the on the money right here. Hi, boys. Review, is he really? We've had a 1,000 reviews already with no results, bro. Cheers from Gary. Yeah, he's dead right. We've had review after review, and there's been nothing. So, look, going forward, something needs to be done. Whatever that is, I'm not sure. But right at the moment, the, the All Blacks, and there's a message here from Tim, are they going the way like the Warriors? Well, we do not want to put them in the same... Uh, conversation, but the sa- things are similar. What's going on? Anyway, we'll head off in here from Aroha. After that, we're going to get the Choices Forum poll from Keza. But here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Seven thirty-four here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thank you, Aroha, for the news. Uh, quite gutting to hear that for the for the black sticks. There having a couple people missing, but we've been talking to the black sticks over the last few weeks. And uh, quietly, boys, I'm very very confident in uh, both the men's and women's abilities at this Commonwealth Games. Speaking of Commonwealth Games, wow, it's always a spectacle, isn't it? Watching the opening ceremony for any event, but I think it's just something about the Commonwealth Games opening ceremony that just hits different for me. I've seen uh, pop rock band Duran Duran. Uh, I know Kempi loves a bit of Duran Duran. They are there. Love Black it. Sabbath, I've seen. Um, and please, Prince Charles. Please tell Actually, me now. Here we go. Is there something I should know? Yeah, yeah, we're going to post that up on the podcast channel. We love that. <laughs> Kemper, you're always hungry like the wolf, aren't you? There's my wordplay uh, for the day. But, yeah, the, the 22nd Commonwealth Games, boys, just quickly before we head into the Choices Flooring Poll, I just thought I'd touch on uh, the 1990 Commonwealth Games that was held in Auckland. And it actually turns out to be our most successful Commonwealth Games in terms of meddling. Uh, So what I've done here for the Choices Flooring Poll, Choices Flooring Adobe Hybrid Collection, the water-resistant flooring choice. Uh, Today is the day. What is your Commonwealth Games medal prediction for New Zealand? And so what I've done here is I've I've given you four choices where you can sort of have a go in the ballpark. So uh, they vary. Under 10, 10 plus, 20 plus, 
or 58 plus will this be our most successful game so there is a bit of a jump there but uh, I'm, I'm quite ambitious, you know, with the with the 58. So that's where my vote is going to go. I am backing all of our 200, let me get this right, 233 Kiwi athletes. I think just going off what I've seen in, uh, in past Commonwealth Games, keep in mind I only am uh, 20 years of age, so I've only been around for a few. I think we have it in us to get that 58 plus. Izzy Kempe, what do you think? Hey, Kez, Kez, I've got a question for you. Hit so me. If, the, if the sevens and men's team or women's team get a gold medal or get a medal, yes. does that count as seven or is that one? I'm pretty sure that that only counts as one. So that's what I was thinking. Okay. I was thinking, holy heck, we Just have a great. chance at 233 medals. <laughs> but uh, but no, but no, it's not. We've got to keep in mind that a lot Just of those are teams. Just Just wanted some clarity. That's, some clarity. that's good. That's what I was listening about okay. there. So yeah. Well, I'm gonna- I'm gonna go twenty plus. I'm gonna go for number. C. I'm gonna go C, and I'm gonna go twenty plus. Lock it in because there's a nice gap there between twenty and fifty-eight. That's you could hit that. So yeah, twenty plus for me, bud. Kibby, I'm gonna go forty-one. Okay, so you've gone for the twenty plus option. That's what I thought. I thought it's a little bit of nice leeway. You know, it's a fun Friday. We hopefully don't want to get any votes on minus ten. I'm hoping the ballpark was going to be fifty-eight plus, but you know what? I'll take that, Uncle. I like that. 41. That's a great guess. We actually uh, did hit 41 in 1994 in Victoria and Canada. We got 41 medals. What did we hit in, what did we hit in 1950? At our first in ever, uh, in 1950, game? we got 54. So four short. And uh, and yes, I have, I have in fact, uh, done a little bit of research. The Commonwealth Games <laughs> website has told me that 1950 was the first time. But uh, I, I have, in fact, had a few texts from my uh, quiz master, quiz master, that has said uh, that that was actually the British Empire Games. So uh, our second uh, most successful Com Games, 1950 in Auckland, and then uh, number one was 1990 in Auckland, that uh, home effect, home crowd effect. But, yeah, now nah, loving it, boys. Good on you. 41. And 20 plus, we'll take it. So all you got to do is head to the SENZ app, click on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and have your say on the choices flooring poll. Beautiful, Keza. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, go through, have that little vote, what you think. Uh, the, the opening ceremony's on right now. It looks like a bit of a spectacle. We're going to have Courtney Tidy. She is there. She is amongst the action. She's going to come up after eight. But before then... We're going to have a Raikato racing preview with Andrew Scott shortly. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Oh, I wish we were off to the races, Kempe. How good would that be? Oh, let's Bring go. on the spring. <laughs> Bring on the spring racing in New Zealand when the tracks are nice and firm and the horses react really well. It's time for our Waikato racing preview. We're going to get Andrew Scott on. He's out of the Sullivan Scott stable. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Kempe. Morning, mate. And, uh, yes, and the Waikato hear this today. It's, uh, it's wet and wild again. <laughs> Yay, mate, you must Yay. love the winter racing, eh? You must be right up and about. Oh. How are the horses, mate? They they love it too? Um, some do, some do. Some love it more than us. But, um, uh, but yeah, look, we're ready to go. We're, we'll go over there. I think we've got four or five in tomorrow, so hopefully we fire. 
And all you have, you've got four or five. Aero de Paris, Son of a Butcher, Wine Express, Win Express, sorry, Two Madison, Star Treasure. Talk us through, mate. Give us the gravy. All our listeners love gravy. Put the, po- the gravy <laughs> right, on top yeah, of the potato. Where are you leading start. us to? Um, look, uh, tomorrow we will have, uh, I think we'll have a pretty successful day. Look, all the horses are fit, healthy, ready to go, and they're going to need to be fit for the conditions they're going to hit tomorrow because it's going to be well testing. But, uh, look, probably the best of them, yes, is probably Aero de Paris. He loves the track. And a couple of runs under his belt. He'll run well, uh, but he'd be pretty short in the market. Um, if, if I was a gambling man, what I'm not, um, if I'd probably back Star Treasure a place, and he'll be paying 4 or $5 a place tomorrow. And he's had a couple of, couple of outs in his last couple of runs, but he's had excuses, and we reckon we got him pretty right for tomorrow. Uh, Win Express, he's done well, but he hits a strong lot. It's a group race tomorrow for two-year-olds, but he eats the mud for breakfast and he'll run well. Um, wetter the better for him, so we're expecting a bold run from him. And Son of a Butcher just got beat last start and ran second, and with uh, back at Tarapa on the wet stuff, he'll run well too. So, uh, And to Madison, uh, look, she's flying. She's going really well. Another one that ran second last start, hoping to go one better. And um, Yeah, so the team's pretty pumped for tomorrow, so hopefully we have a good day. Oh. Yeah. There you go, five card multi. Thank you. I tell you what, I tell you what, Andrew, you got you have got a good team in tomorrow, and you got you got a good uh, couple of wet trackers there. When Express up against uh, Sophomaze, of course, from uh, El Sheikh Sharok, that's uh, going to be a good race in the in the two year old Aero de Parra, He's coming as he's actually favourite in that race. But two Madison for me, I think is a is a is a good horse and a, and a very good bet. So thanks a lot for throwing us in the, the last couple of weeks. The people that we've spoken to in this part of the show have gone on on the weekend and absolutely smashed it so I think you'll get a bit of that dust from us um, this weekend but the one I want to know about Andrew yeah. is Dragon Leap mate how you going yeah. how you going going really well going, going huge what's the, the plans sold uh, enormous last Thursday we just couldn't be more pleased the way he's coming up uh, look he's He's going to have a run next Saturday at Taruakaka. Whether he can win that, it might be a bit sharp for him, 1,100 metres against some other you know, proven sprinters. That, that, that's their, their, their trip. But, you know, he'll never have another run in a couple of weeks after that at Tarapa, and then a couple of weeks after that at Hastings. You know, we think he'll be cherry ripe, and we don't think he's ever come up this good. And if, if I was a gambling man, other than Star Treasure, would be having a crack at the futures with Dragon Leap. He's coming up so well, and once the uh, Tarzino comes around, that first one down at Hastings, yeah, he'll be he'll be there when the whips are cracking. Okay, that's that's it. That's the bully. You see, aiming it for the Tarzino. That's great to hear. Yep. Um, we're on. <laughs> don't worry. Don't, <laughs> don't don't worry about that. Hey, mate, are you um, are you getting dressed up and putting your suit on for the for the prestigious awards this weekend? Oh, would you believe it? My wife bought me a ticket, and I've got to go. And um, no, look, we're there. Uh, it's the Breeders' Awards. It'll be a it'll be a lovely evening, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And um, no, it'll be a it'll be a nice night out, and a good way to finish the weekend. And, uh, no, fingers crossed, Mum has a couple. You know, you never know your luck. <laughs> yes, beautiful, Scotty. Hey, quickly before we let you go, just I'm not going to put a wee dampener on things, but. There has been a few abandonments lately in the racing scene. We've heard from administrators. We've heard from 
from owners. I want to hear from trainers. What is this sort of uh, thing that's happening in the racing when we get an abandonment like a you know the morning of the race? What does this do for for trainers? What kind of disruption does this create? I, I, I think it's you know it, it, it comes with this time of year. It's been unseasonally mm. incredibly wet in the Waikato and. Look, no matter where you look, it's wet and muddy and this and that. I, I, I think from a training point of view, from our point of view, would be, you know, if we if they make the calls the day before like they did uh, at Otaki this Saturday, which has been, been abandoned, no problem. Look, providing we're not putting them on trucks and trucking all the way there and we get there and there was a clear problem that should have been, you know, spelled out to us the day before. No frustration. You know, look, you know, it's, it's the time of year. It's, it's tough going. Um, you know, the good tracks are just around the corner. So you've got to keep positive, um, providing, you know, that, that, you know, that they're not making the mistake of calling them off on the day. I think everyone can understand. So, look, it's, um, yeah, it's part and parcel of winter racing. And, uh, look, we'll, you know, now we've got the poly track. Less the horses are getting to go around. And, look, it's not wet track racing, but it is giving the horses, uh, you know, the, the appreciation of a run. So, look, team, we've just got to suck it up, grin it, and what do they say? Shut up and get on with it. Yeah, shut up and get on with it. Scotty, we'll let you go, mate. We appreciate you coming on. Good luck on Saturday. You've uh, talked me into a couple. I was going to have a weekend off, but no, I'm back now. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> so well, mate. Mate. So hey, well. hey, Oi, hey, good luck Saturday night, mate. Well, that's when it matters. That's when it matters. <laughs> appreciate it, mate. Take care. Very good, is. is he? Very good. You don't miss anything, mate. <laughs> no way. No way, my ears pricked up well and truly after that. But, mate, he's got a stack card for Saturday at Tarapa. There's a nice wee meeting there. Hopefully the weather holds out, but he's more predicting his horses will go better in the wet, mate. So uh, good little insight there from, from Andrew Scott. Yeah. I'll lead you into a couple. 100%. He's got me on a couple as well. I've just added them to my multi. I've been putting my multi together for the weekend, and uh, mm. I'll put two of his horses in. Beautiful, beautiful, Ken Pete. Hopefully they do well. And they're good little bit of gravy there on Dragon Leap for the futures, Tarzino. Yeah, good horse. the Tarzino Group 1. So stay tuned for that and watch the Scott and O'Sullivan stable. They'll be firing come spring. Anyway, that was uh, Andrew Scott. Appreciate it. That was a Waikato Racing preview. We're going to shoot off and we'll come back shortly with some Warriors voicemail. It's a matter of faith. It's time for our Warriors voicemail giveaway. The Vodafone voicemail. Leave the team a message and support on 0800 go warriors and be in, the, in to win weekly prizes with Vodafone. It's now time to hear from a couple of those voicemails. Keep up the good work, boys. Can't wait to see your next game. Let's go, the Warriors. Us up, one set, let's go. Come on, boys. Here we go. That is a couple, that is a couple. But this week's Vodafone winner for week six is Tairopata Mohi. Here he is. Let's Listen to this one. Up the Warriors. Yeah, you can Whole team got whole of New Zealand behind you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. There he is. Tai Ropata Moi. 
Here's our winner for week six. You and three mates in the Vodafone VIP stand for the 3rd of September. Vodafone customer. There he is, five. You and three mates are going to the 3rd of September. Vodafone Warriors. How good. Well done. Give us a call on the Vodafone voicemail. Leave the team a message of support on 0800-37-GO-WARRIORS and be in to win weekly prizes with Vodafone. Kempi, have you got a message for the Warriors for tonight? Go hard, boys, and get Stace that win. He, that much-leaded win, he needs to get up that ladder. He's, he's sitting behind Brownie, and Brownie's sitting behind me. All right, so come on, <laughs> fellas. You got it tonight. I'm going. I'm going tonight, Izzy. I'm actually calling it for SENZ. Uh, live with uh, Young Rabs, Young Sammy Hewitt. He's a good caller, mate. I don't know if you've you've heard him call the games, but got him Mm. calling the game, the main game, and then uh, we've got Staffy down on the sideline. He's quite good too, mate. Quite good fun. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Have a a cracking night, and uh, hopefully the Warriors can get up. It's going to be a tough one against the Storm, looking to bounce back from four straight. But, well, if the Warriors can pull something out of nothing, well, they are a team to do it. Back home, Mount Smart, a place they haven't lost. For over a thousand days, Kimpy. Mate, they're standing you. Hold eh? the record. <laughs> hold the record. They it's smashed a, it. It's been a fortress. The it's fortress. Been a fortress. Andrew Scott was on. If you missed that, go over and have a listen. Is he and Kimpy for breakfast? He gave us a few couple of tips for Saturday. Tarapa. You want to get a couple of those on because I'm going to go have a wee punt soon. And well, Kimpy's already dropped her odds. He's halved them already. Anyway, coming up, Courtney Tidy. <laughs> Gonna go get him a cafe coffee now. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Friday, the 29th of July. It's a big day for Kempi. His son's well, getting well, accepted to the bar today. So appreciate it. He's a lawyer and he's done a fantastic job, Kempi, raising his kids to be wonderful kids. We heard from Isabella the other day off the back fence. That was a well-written piece, an opinion piece, and... Uh, Appreciate you sharing that, Kempi. But today's a Thanks, really mate. special day for you, mate. You must be extremely proud. We've touched on it earlier. You, I've asked you the question. You having a bap today? A bap is one of the, <laughs> yeah, you know, a little. We got a cafe in the studio and up in Auckland, and it is a great little cafe. We go and we get these little wraps that have scrambled eggs, a bit of bacon. Those are really good. But we get these baps, don't we? Get the baps with a little bit oh, of fried egg, bacon. Oh, how good are Especially they? Especially when you come up. Especially when you come up, flat white baps, the whole lot, mate. (laughs) Hurry up, get back up here. Yeah, mate. uh, I just had to throw you the question, but you said you're staying away, mate. You go in the gym straight after this and you go to pick lunch. Yeah, my, well, yeah, mate. You're got fasting. That, got that big, well, yeah. Don't want to go. I don't want to go on a lunch and not be able to not be able to compete at the lunch table. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's a real nice. Mm. Gonna have a really nice lunch. We head to a place called Mekong Baby, mate. So a nice little restaurant in Ponsonby. Got a little private room uh, organised for my boy and a couple of his mates and father and friends. So um, yeah, looking forward looking forward to that. So I don't want to ruin it with a little bacon and egg mm. bat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Are you going to dress up? I, I actually have to put long pants on today. <laughs> yeah. Not happy about that. I try to get told? away. I try to get it. <laughs> yeah, mate. When when my son's coming to use the iron, it basically means I've got to go and put some decent clothes on. I can't just shut my shorts and my singlet. So, um, yeah. That'd be look funny, wouldn't it? I've been told. I've been told, Kimpy. I've been told lately I'll, I'll let it go. Um, obviously, I've got these identity hoodies, and I wear them constantly. And she and I just wear track pants. You know, we were going out for a date, or we are taking the kids out the other day, and I had track pants and my identity hoodie on. And I walked out, and she goes, nah. Israel, <laughs> please, please, you're letting it go. Like, have some respect in yourself. And I'm like, what? And she's and I'm like, easy. She's like, yes. Look, wear some jeans. Wear some color. All you wear is black and all these bland, dark clothes. Bring some color out in you as well. So I went and put a salmon shirt on, and well, she gave me the Andrew Scott wink. Oh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> did wonders. But mate, it got me thinking. How many of you at home get that? Get those little comments from your wives. When you're comfortable in your own surroundings, Kippy, you'd understand. When you're comfortable, you know, you, you just relax. Oh, no, mate, my, no my, need to my go girl's have a shave great. And, yeah. Mm. My girl's great, mate. If she, like, she dresses up. She looks a million dollars whenever we go anywhere. And uh, mm. I'll, I'll chuck on a pair of shorts and a T-shirt, mate. <laughs> and she's just like, yep, I'm just happy with the, happy with you standing next to me. I'm fine. <laughs> so, I have never got that one yet. But uh, oh, it's coming, it's coming, <laughs> Kimpy. It's coming, mate. When I'm constantly wearing these oversized hoodies, only reason she's saying that because she has to obviously do the washing. Uh, I do the washing sometimes too, but <clears throat> she good does it I love my hoodies. And they, <clears throat> I've got like four of them that I wear, you know, religiously throughout the week. She's like, they're so annoying to wash, they're so annoying to clean, they're they're an absolute shambles. They take up a whole washing load by one by themselves, and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, so I've gone out and I went shopping. I went and uh, there was a 50% sale in town and had a wee dabble and sport myself. So there you go. Taking good care of myself. We're going to read a few messages before we get off to Courtney Tidy. Pork belly for me, boys, on Sunday for the fights tradition when a Kiwi is fighting in the UFC. Let's go, boys. We both will get the job done. Well, Courtney Tidy, she is a huge UFC fan. She loves it. She's good friends with Tai Tuivasa. Bam, bam, and she'll know everything. But she's over at the Commonwealth Games, so we won't distract her from her job there. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. The Commonwealth Games opening ceremony kicked off this morning in Birmingham with 233 Kiwis, all ages, proudly representing the fern. Courtney Tidy is a Sky Sport presenter who earned the fern when she became Silver Fern number 151. She's on the ground in Birmingham, ready to cheer on our athletes in the fresh in the flesh, and she joins us on the line now. Evening, Courtney. What's up, two guys? What an intro, first of all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got only, only the best for the best, Courtney. We appreciate you stepping away from the opening ceremony and talking to us. Tell us about it. All good, is it all as good, good as it is on oh, TV? It's incredible. Honestly, it's a spectacle. Don't know where to look. There's so much happening, but you guys would have seen over there. Our Kiwi team just came out. So that was a pretty special moment. We're all up in the stands cheering and waving. So very, very special. And yesterday we had the flag bearer ceremony at uh, NZ House and getting to see Joel and also Tom uh, presented with their Ponamu and their flags and then seeing them come out tonight uh, as our flag bearers was incredible to see. Oh, poor Manahoe, Courtney. It's, um, yeah, really cool watching it on telly here. Lots of colour. Just watching Ghana walk through with their flag waving around. I saw the Kiwi guys 
and the big team that we've got there, 233 Kiwis about to embark on this uh, this medal um, tally that we've all guessing on. What your homework? You've done your homework, obviously, Courtney. What what and how what um, events and how many medals do you think we get? Oh, we don't know how many medals. We're we're expecting quite a few. Obviously, squash, athletics. We're hoping the netball, the sevens. We've got the triathlon kicking off tomorrow. We have medal chances as well. So tomorrow's going to be quite a big day, actually. We're hoping for our first medals in triathlon and the cycling down in London. So, I mean, we've we've been here on the ground for a few days now, but the excitement's building, and we honestly we cannot wait for it to kick off. I know the athletes are ready. Speaking to them all yesterday at NZ House. And what, what sort of role is the Sky presenters doing over there? I was watching a few socials. That's pretty relaxed, <laughs> oh. eh? Pretty relaxed and just oh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, bit, yeah. Of, bit of mahi, bit of play. <laughs> I know. You know, work hard, play hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Today we did a Peaky Blinders escape room and we are stuck in there with KT. It was the longest hour of my life. Uh, so... <laughs> Bit of work, bit of play, but there. Once, once the, all the events start, so we've just been doing a few colour stories and learning about Birmingham to share with everyone back home. But once it starts tomorrow, we'll all be at the ground and it's as, as many events that our Kiwi athletes are in. So we've got six reporters on the ground and we'll all be spread out everywhere. But you know, there's a large contingent of a lot of Kiwi uh, reporters, not just Sky Sport, and we're all at NZ House yeah. yesterday. So I think it's been great to see the support uh, that our Kiwi team has over here. Yeah, lots of support. Mm. Oh, well, of course, up there in Midlands in, in England, there'll be a lot of people, a lot of Kiwis travelling down to, to watch our uh, our athletes crack it uh, at, Bur- at Birmingham in the uh, Commonwealth. Hey, being an ex-Fern yourself, and we've had a little bit of a crack at whether we think the Ferns are going to go over there and, and get gold. Kez doesn't think so. He thinks they're bronze at best. What do you what think? What are you, Kimby, stop what it. Do you Kimby, think, what are you Courtney? talking about? <laughs> I'll tell you what the plan is. We gotta beat England in the pool. If we can beat England, then we're right. Because then we've got to get over Jamaica and we'll be in the gold medal match with Australia. So our biggest match is gonna be the Ferns versus England. Um, you know, we've got Northern Ireland tomorrow, not too bad. We've got Uganda the next day and they're sitting behind us, the Ugandan like high commissioner and that and I told him, Don't worry, we'll beat you in two days. I'm just letting them all know. So, you know, there's a few games to get through, but then it'll be if you really want to tune in, it'll be the Silver Ferns versus England. And if you, I think we'll get a true message of how the Ferns are going to fare. And if they get over them, then we're sweet. Because we'll, I reckon we'll be through to the gold medal match if we get through England. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. So obviously, Keza, he came on and he said bronze. But then he changed his tune because he went home and his mother, mother Sue uh, actually clipped him around the ears. So Keza learned the hard That's way. The one. Hey, Courtney. That's the one, <laughs> Courtney. Yeah, still one. Hey, Courtney, you're on the ground there, and we've heard lots about the mainstream athletes, the big names that we potentially know are going to get medals. Is there anyone else that you could maybe steer us into to be watching, watch the space, an athlete, a a sport that we could probably watch and get a bit of an understanding of it? Well, there's three-on-three basketballs here, and I can tell you what, after seeing them yesterday, they're, they're full of vibes and a good time, that crew. Um, but I will say also the long balls. I mean, they are so such darlings yeah. of the long balls team, you know, and some of their our oldest competitors as well. Um, but some of them have been to the Com Games before. So that's that's a real heartwarming one. But I'll tell you what, if you 
you're looking for a good time and a vibe, the three-on-three basketball crews—they are all about it. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Court, just just talk us through the. Um, I guess the, the the time the team came together and the the huckers for the were you there for the huckers when uh, Jolie uh, got announced uh, to to be the flag bearer? Did you see any of that? Yeah, I was right in the in the room. I can tell you what gave me goosebumps because they've known for a little while, but obviously everyone found out uh, last night here. And then it was quite emotional when they were both getting presented by the governor general with their flags and everything. And then. All of a sudden, the whole New Zealand team, every athlete, every staff member that was wearing that fern last night, got up and mm. did the team hucker for them. And you could just feel the emotion in the room. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. And even like, you know, if you think of big Tom Waltz, he got emotional. He cried up there. And even he said an interview yeah. after, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, that kind of guy. But he said, it's an honor to be here, but also with Joey as well. Um, and I can tell you what, I've never experienced anything quite like that. And it was, awesome. a, it was an honor to be in the room. Oh, man, it's been, it's been awesome to watch, Courtney. We're going to let you go because uh, the opening ceremony is on right now and we don't want to be the ones to make you miss it live and you've got to go watch replays. So we'll let you get back to it. Courtney Tidy, she is a Sky Sports presenter. She's doing Thank a great you. job over there. And we appreciate you coming on the show. All the best. And no give worries. Hey, athletes. before I go... Before I go, yes. in a few weeks, I'll be at the USC in Paris for Bam Bam's fight. So give me a call then if you want. I'll awesome. give you some info oh. on the ground when I'm in Paris. Please. Does Kai Fra- Carter France get it done? <laughs> Tell us. That's the one. He does. He does. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Like Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye, guys. Awesome. Courtney She's awesome, Tiny. mate. She's awesome. She's great. Yeah, she does yeah. an awesome job. She covers the UFC. She covers, covers a league. Well. She does a netball, does a league. Man, she's, she covers it all. Yeah, she's got now a, doing the Commonwealth Games. I know her dad, too. Awesome. He's a really good dude. Oh, Mano. Mano Tairi. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, man, Courtney's doing a fantastic job as a as a commentator in New Zealand. And just listening to the way she's talking about, she's having some fun over there, is he? How come you didn't get she's that one? How come you didn't get she's on that donut, something. mate? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless, mate. Too many good ones over there. Too many good ones doing a great job. So I'll just keep plugging away with you, my brother. I don't want to leave you. I'm leaving you next Saturday. I'm going to Fiji for a week. Sorry about that. But that's all right. I'm going to go take some sunshine. But, mate, now, nah, Courtney, she emceed. I first met her at car last year when she emceed the Hawks Bay Awards. I got um, inducted into the Hawks Bay Hall of Fame, as they say. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mate. met her for the first time, and she's an outstanding chick, man. She's she's cool. And my sister was actually there. She's a huge fan. She's like, is he? Is he? Can I, can I meet Courtney? Can I meet Courtney? I was like, go on then. Go meet her yourself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, Courtney, we go, uh, oh, we go, drop all my sisters there, all on beers. And Courtney, um, and they're like, come on, take us to town. So I was driving sober, and I drove them in there. And anyway, Courtney jumped in, and they were all fangirling hard. So oh, <laughs> sorry to embarrass you, my sister. Hey, but, mate, did um, you hear from mate, your brother this morning from the Manly game? No, no, I haven't heard from him. Oh, he was make about sure to send make sure you contact me. Day, but... Make sure you contact me when he sends you the text. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. I'll send it through. It won't be uh, Radio uh, Pacific because we uh, won't have to dump that one when he texts a message through. But he'll be listening, no doubt for sure. That was Courtney Tidy talking some uh, Commonwealth Games. Appreciate her 
going into the cubicle, I'm pretty sure she was in the toilet. Could hear the toilet flushing in the background, so we appreciate that, <laughs> Courtney, uh, coming through. We're going to shoot off, but shortly we're going to come back, and I'm going to give you, we're going to have a little TAB catch-up with Pip Morris, and I've also got a wee bomb squad up my sleeve that we'll get to throughout the next 40 minutes. That was Courtney Tiley. We'll head off and we'll be back shortly. Listen to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. He should go. Izzy's bomb squad. He should go. What do you reckon, Kempe? He should go, 100%. Yeah. You know, like six titles, four as a player, mate, a legend. You, you know what I think? You know what Steve Hansen said yesterday to me? Yeah. Like when I'm reading between the lines, stale pale pale male doesn't like Razor doing breakdancing at the end of all those titles. They can't get over it. Yeah, you know they can't get over the fact that this this guy can actually build a team with that type of culture. Like mm. get up to get up to speed, you blokes. He's the best coach we got in this country. The stats stack up, and for me, mm. go Razor, go go and. Oh, we had that conversation with him, remember, me and you, and asked him to measure his, mm. his team and, and, and then say, what, where are you in your coaching career? And he was up front. He is up front. He basically said, I'm seven years into a 21-year career. I've got 14 years to go. Go and get the international experience so when they do select the next coach, Razor, they've got no excuses but to put you in that side. So, mate, great great uh, bomb squad that is. He dead right. I'm, I'm really sad, mate, to, that Ray's... Um, has been put in this position, you know. The last review with Henry and that they probably got it wrong and if they did it again, they probably would have Ray in there today, you know. But to go in and get Jace Ryan underneath Ray, you're taking his team, you're taking his man, you know. It's a, it is a slap in the face. Reggie said that yesterday. May I said that when I texted you guys and said, oh, look, I'm not happy with the process. Because the first thing I would have thought was if they'd phoned Ray and asked them for his advice. But... Um, at the end of the day, there's going to be another table, and they're all going to be talking about Ray, and it won't be the All Blacks, and he'll probably be coaching another nation very, very shortly. I feel the time when he's going to be needed, he'll be elsewhere. That's what I'm kind of predicting. When he, when, when there's a time for him to take over that role, and that time is uh, anyone's, well, it's Fozzie's decision, really, he, and he's got to inspire this team and, and make them bring some results so we can change the thought process of how we look at uh, the All Blacks at the moment. But, yeah, I'm predicting him to go. And, look, and, and the chat about the breakdancing on the field, mate, yeah, look, it's it's an interesting one because no one is, is bigger than the team. And, and even if Razor gets out there, I don't I don't see – like, he didn't even want to do it after the final at Eden Park. He was talking about it. Look, I think there might be another time, another place. Even Scott Barrett talked about it. He got – egged into it obviously they surround him and it is part of his mantra but if he is in that role I do not expect him to go and break dance around the Bittersloe Cup oh, but no one's not. bigger than that cup mm. yeah of course only time I'd ever not. see him do it only time I'd ever see him do it is if they won the World Cup and he was there but that's the point like the point I'm <laughs> yeah. trying the point I'm trying to make is that's his culture that he's built with it's that different. team it's, it's different. different it's different he's not yeah. going to do that in the All Blacks like come on guys like oh, seriously mm. Seriously, he's not going to do that, okay? He's going to be—he's representing the country. It's like what Jace, Jace Ryan said: "I'm Team All Blacks." Yeah, you know what I mean. I've done That's the Crusader it. thing. I'm Team All Blacks. Do you think Razor's not going to do the same thing? Oh my mm. mate, honestly, it's like it's like head button <laughs> head button the kitchen window. <laughs> oh, I love it, Kippy. You're so passionate. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. Look.
Honestly, he is an... Oh, mate, I just can't put into words the things he does for you. Oh, man, he just gets you going. Gets you thinking. Gets the, the, the brain ticking over and going, oh, is that why we're doing that? It's invigorating. He inspires, mate. And, uh, yeah, some messages have been coming through. We'll get to those shortly. We're going to head off and get here from Aroha for some news. But keep the messages coming through. Should Razor go or should he wait? Double eight, double three on the temper bedpost text machine. We're going to head over and hear from Aroha for the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha. It's time for our TAB Live Update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. And we've got Pip Morris, the lovely Pip Morris on the line. Morning, Pip. Good morning, guys. How are you this morning? Very, very well, thank you. What have you got for us today? Surely you'll have something nice and juicy to I leave do. us punters into. I've got plenty, Izzy. We've got $1,000 on a same-game multi at 450 New Zealand Warriors over seven and a half total points and Watini uh, this is a name I always get stuck on Yep. and Grant Anderson to both score a try at 450 and 13,000 or should say $1,330 at $1.83 on Melbourne Storm to score over 27 and a half total points so some punter are thinking they're not going to lose five in a row uh, and 2900 on Penrith at $1.34 head-to-head versus Parramatta in the Battle of the West. For the UFC, we've got a really nice promotion on the UFC this week too. Get in behind the Kiwis. Why is it? Kaikoura France there. And Blood Diamond. You can place a pre-match head-to-head bet on either of them. And if your bet misses, we'll refund you up to $50 as a bonus bet. So get involved in that. And we have had some nice plays. $3,560 at $159 on Pintanjo, head to head, and the biggest bet we've taken on the USC this week, and Kaikoura France has been the best back in the head to head market. And for the KO and TKO, for him to win that way has been a really nice power play. And just quickly for the racing side of things, guys, at Tarapa, two and a half grand at 3.30 on Brucey in race one. There's been a $2,000 bet on Magic Wonder in race five at 6.50, and 1400 at 3.80 on Wine Express in race six. And turn the ace in race three leads the bet count for the meeting. So maybe a nice little bit of oil there early in the market. I think I think that last one was from Izzy after he spoke to Scotty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Pip, have you got the phone call yet? I've been uh, I've been putting your name forward. I've thrown you into the Warriors as a as a co-commentator. Have you had the call yet? I haven't. I better get that um, pronunciation right. <laughs> you better say, you better start. Just a tip. Here's a tip for you. You better start getting them names right. Because okay, you'll, you will you will get a call shortly if I've got something I'm to do going with it. To the game tonight. Oh yeah, well come um, up in the box. Come up into the box if you want. Come up and sit with us and have a chat. I'll throw you the cans on. You can have some practice. Oh yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wave <laughs> out. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey hey, hey Pip, is there any any money on Kai Cutter? Any money going on Kai Cutter yeah. France? Yeah, there is. Is he? He's been. By far the best back as far as that, you know, don't blink and he'll he'll knock you out. So they have been playing him as well. KO, for the KO and the TKO, the most popular method of victory is at $7 for him. And that's been a really nice popular power play. And he's been well backed in the head-to-head market. 74% of the money has been staked on him. Beautiful. Get up, Kai Cutter France and Blood Diamond. We appreciate you 
coming on Pip Morris. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully you can inspire the Warriors to do the unthinkable. Go the Warriors. Oh, Go the Warriors. <laughs> See you guys. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, place a head-to-head bet on either Kaikata France or Blood Diamond. If they don't win, the TAB will refund you up to $50 as a bonus bet. More details and TNCs at tab.co.nz. Pip Morris, thank you very much for that update. We're going to get a Choices Flooring Poll results from Keza. What do you got, Kez? Yes, boys. Well, Izzy, you might need this on Sunday with all the kai that you're cooking up in the kitchen. If you're looking for floor that's scuff, scratch and water resistant, you better choose Adobe Hybrid from Choices Flooring. Boys, the Choices Flooring poll this morning was a bit of a weird one for me. I've been uh, put in put in charge of creating the Choices Flooring poll and after speaking to Nigel Avery, the chef de mission for NZ uh, this week, I thought... It's not about medals, Kez. No, I know, it's, and it's not at all, because uh, you guys are throwing me under the bus for anything that I say regarding medals. So I'm not going to talk about medals anymore after today. But, boys, the Choices Flooring poll today was, what is your Commonwealth Games medal prediction for New Zealand? Now, I gave you the options of under 10, which we did get. Uh, we only got one vote on, which I'm very proud proud of to hear. I was a bit concerned, but uh, that one voter, you should be upset. Uh, 10 plus as well 20 plus or 58 plus obviously in 1990 in Auckland that was our most successful Commonwealth Games Uh, that actually came second 58 plus with uh, 23% of the votes it was very well spread out this morning the choices flooring poll but boys coming in and number one was Izzy Dags 20 plus that had 43% 43% of the vote. So that is your choices flooring poll for the morning. I think I think we're going to beat the record, boys, just quietly. But, yeah, choices floorings, Adobe Hybrid is water and scratch resistant. The perfect flooring choice for busy households like yourself, Izzy. Ah, oh, busy households for sure, mate. Uh, going to be a great weekend down here. But, no, appreciate that. Appreciate that. 20 plus, well, there's just... A lot of variables in that 20 plus to 58. You know? The Silver like Ferns bronze medal will be a great addition to that. <laughs> there you go, Robbie. The last time Robbie, go, Robbie was on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thank you very much, Robbie. <laughs> Welcome back, Joe, on Monday. Boys, let's get off. It's my favourite time of the week. Isn't hey, it hey, yours? Hey, 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 hey. Kids, kids, kids. Don't, don't shut down Robbie like that. He's just having a say. He's finding his voice, Go get the clip. He's yeah, finding it. his voice, Robbie. It. We can't get Bowie out of him. He's finally found it. <laughs> no, we appreciate hey, Robbie here hey, Robbie, on the show. What's your plan on the weekend, mate? What are you up to? Um, Saturday, I'm catching up on sleep. Uh, Sunday, I'm back in here <laughs> for uh, for Trot's talk, dog speed. Yeah. Got some weekend okay. shows going. And so then, medium, uh, he's a medium pace bowler, uh, Robbie. Robbie the Pope, oh. he's medium pace bowler. <laughs> We're talking about this now. He goes, he goes pretty Kem- well on the cricket pitch. Kem- Kempy would smack Does me he? around. We've, we've talked about this. And I'd slap him all over the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robbie, have these early mornings got you, eh, mate? Tried doing it for over a year. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Oh, I'm not, I'm <laughs> you get not used to it, mate. You get used to it, and then your wife slaps you. She just makes you feel bad when you get up, your alarm goes up. She goes, I've been up since 3.30 since you've been rolling around and checking your alarm. And I'm <laughs> like, well, so what, do you, what do you want me to do? You want me to go in the spare room? No, no, I don't want that. But just just try to be a little bit more quieter, will you, Israel? And I'm like, oh, okay. Do you have okay. to turn the light on? There you go. Oh, my light. The, oh, when I go into the um, wardrobe, it just turns on, so I can't control it. It's the house. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies for that, darling. But anyway, anyway, we've got a few messages we've got to get to, so we'll quickly get off 
and come back with, uh, read a few of these text messages, and we'll get into the Friday tipple, because it's Friday, and we love the tipple. Back shortly. Yeah, we're quarter away from 9am here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Going to read a few text messages, ask you the question, should Razor stay, or should he go? Adam Fahey's come with a completely different question for myself. More than that, lads, one thing I never understand is why players are signed by NZRU for more this week through to 2024. So the reason they're signing for NZRU, Adam, is they actually get a top-up from New Zealand Rugby. Not all players get tops up, top-ups from NZR. Uh, if you sign for Super Rugby, then it's, um, you know, it's, it's fine. So, And then NZRU top-up. Don't, don't come in my ear like that, Robbie. I'll do it when I'm ready, all right, buddy? <laughs> 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 yeah, you're right, mate. You're right. Come in here. Uh, another quick one here. Razor should stay at least until South Africa whoop us 2-0. Then watch the powers that be come crawling back. That is from Mark. There's a few more there we'll get to shortly on double eight, double three. We're going to get off and have a time for a little Friday tipple. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday tipple. Yes, we've made it. Love a Friday tipple. Hope you've had a great week and you can rip into your big weekend with your family, whānau, friends, everyone, all your loved ones. On Monday, we caught up with New Zealand Comms Games chef de mission, Nigel Avery. We asked if he can estimate our medal total at the up-and-coming Commonwealth Games kicking off tonight. I don't estimate, mate. I, you know, I've been asked that question a few times, actually, and you know, to be honest, I, I've, I've got no idea. I, I'm not really focusing on that. You know, we're coming off the back of uh, an incredible Gold Coast Commonwealth Games for the team. Um, they did very, very well. I'm with 40 odd medals, so extraordinary, close to home. So, look, you know, it'll be what it will be, and so you know, that's my message to the, the athlete. There he is, honest summation there from Nigel Avery, Kempi. Hey. Uh, cheers, Nigel. I was having a shocker, wasn't I? I was having an absolute shocker. He put me back in my place. And another friend I'd lost on Tuesday when I asked the man, this, the, well, I thought was one of the best number sevens in New Zealand, Matt Todd, who his all-time favourite all-black number seven was. And who yeah. would you rate as the best number seven who played for the all-blacks? <laughs> 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 He's hung up on ya. He's hung up. It's funny if we lost him. Oh, that's perfect. That's <laughs> oh. that perfect. He's like, he's like, you've finally he's like done me. it. Drop the mic. <laughs> what about that, is he? Hope you phoned him. Yeah. Hope you phoned him. And I did. Kimby's all right, mate. I, I phoned him. He didn't even hear the question. He asked you the question: who your, who your best seven was growing up? And then he said, oh, "I didn't hear it. it. Just dropped out." So he didn't even hear it, mate. He's a cracker. He was one of the greats for sure. Anyway, earlier on this uh, middle of the week, we heard from Rory Lawson, one of the all-time Izzy and Kimpy interviews. He joined us and gave his favourite one-liners from his granddad. The legend, Bill McLaren. I tell you what, my, 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 I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave you on my favourite ever quote of his. There he is. Okay. Vlace Visaki. Born on the high veld. Born when meat was cheap. 
<laughs> oh, that is gold. One of the greats, Rory Lawson. I, I tell you now, go over listen to Izzy and Kempe podcast. Listen to Rory Lawson. He is on the committee for the Barbarians, and he played for Scotland. One of the greats here, Kempe. Hey, uh, and you're probably taking him up on that ticket too, aren't you? That free ticket. Yeah, cheers, Rory. <laughs> cheers, Rory, for offering up those tickets. But now it's time for our Toast of the Week. And how awesome was it to catch up with our mate Ridgie yesterday, man. It was refreshing. We're lucky enough to have him join us live here in the studio. And, well, did he leave us with some magic? What's a really good thing to do is, is it sounds corny and stuff. It is just be nice to people. Don't take yourself so seriously. It doesn't take yeah, a yeah, lot Reggie. to walk past people and smile and say, g'day, how your day's been and, and all that sort of stuff. It's actually, it's, when you do that, that's really good for your mental health. Because when you smile at people, like even strangers, they just smile back. And you get a little bit of a tingle and away you go. Yeah, I could tell you a few stories about that bloke smiling and 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 getting giving everyone a tingle or two on the way past. But a big cheers to my mate Reggie. Thanks for coming in, brother. That was fantastic. Flies out to France, is he on Sunday? And uh, he sent me a message last night and said, "Bro, if you guys are ever over, give us a call. I got a bed for you, you blokes, if you want to come and stay." So. I'll be picking him up on that one. And I know you're cruising over there later this year. I'm pretty sure you'll contact him. That's when you go and sit with him, is he? That's when you go and yeah. sit with our mate, Reggie. Yeah, camera's away, mic's away. Just have a wee yarn. It was uh, one of the greats. And like I said, you can go have a listen like that. Go have a listen. You won't be disappointed. Appreciate it. All our guests, all our messages on the on the text machine, all our phone calls. Joe from Gizzy, you've been outstanding this week. Just read a couple of these texts. Uh, Kempi, you want to go through a couple and... Have we read? Yeah, mate, no worries at all. It's got, uh, here's one here. It says, Izzy, great state on Razor. The things that gets me about our top coaches needing overseas experience is that they have just taught our opponents all the secrets. Look around the world, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, England. There's improvement has all come on the back of Kiwi coaches. Now, Razor has something extra special. Do we want the bloody world to learn that before the All Blacks, that's just self-sabotage. Those idiots in charge need to go overseas. That's from PJ. Thanks, PJ. Yeah. Here's another one. More than a lads. One thing I never understand is why players are signed. Oh, you've already um, by the NZIU. I'm sure you've done that one. Sure, the money can be spent on over grassroots Heartland and Co. Look, the grassroots question with with mm. the Silver Lake deal is what is it? What is the answer? Like, where is that money going? You know. Um, where do you think, Izzy, the, 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 the money should be spent in and, in and around grassroots? Oh, look, it's a million-dollar question. They, look, it's, oh, we had Reggie on yesterday, and he's like talking about all these pathway managers, blah, blah, blah. But it got me thinking about it in the situation. Maybe you, oh, you really need to get into the heart, whether that is the clubs, you know, the clubs. Like we've, I've been renovating a couple of clubs for the show I've been doing, and you go to these clubs, and they're in the middle of nowhere. But, man, they've got some talent. They just don't get the exposure. So, for me, I think it really needs to go back into the heart, which is our, our regions and the provinces. But not the, the provinces like Hawke's Bay. Go, actually, out into the smaller provinces. Like, there's a message on there, Izzy, are you going to Darfield to have a look at the Coleman Shield final? No, I probably won't go to that game, but, mate, that's probably where you're going to unearth some talent. Darfield, you know, one of the places that not many you know, people would ever probably venture to, but there is going to be some talent there. So more of the smaller regions to get out and, and experience that. So, mm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they, they do. Here's my, fa- here's my favorite, we get off. Here's my favourite text, though. Don't give Kempi my ribs. 
<laughs> There's an unnamed texter. Obviously, Who's someone that? that knows you. That's my dad. That's my dad. That's probably my dad. He loves those ribs. He appreciates every time I come home and deliver him a little package. Uh, messages coming through. Appreciate them. I can't get to them all. I'm going to leave them up because I'll get to them on Monday. I really appreciate it. Off the back of my bomb squad. Should Razor stay or should he go? Maybe Razor should go to the Warriors and fix two problems. Mate, what, did, you hear that, did you hear that from, um, what's his name, the, the English coach, Eddie? Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. And, and he said yesterday, I'd love to go and coach, coach South Sydney. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I heard a statement he's going to go coach in the NRL. I think it'd be fantastic. See how he goes. He's pretty darling, pretty upfront old uh, Eddie Jones. Anyway, we're going to shoot off because we're going to come back and talk to Smithy. Can't be late for Ian Smith. Today, we'll be back shortly. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.